Welcome into the We Know Fantasy DFS podcast. This is week five. This is your host, Nick, also known as the Fantasy Mechanic. I'm joined today by Nate. Nate, please give the people the places they can find you. Hey, everyone. Uh, as he just stated, my name is Nate. I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Okay, so I missed last week. However, Nate covered me along with Justin. Um, I'll have Nate run down the results of their lineups last week. They each did a, a, a full DFS lineup. But before I get into that, I just want to remind everybody, we are now daily uh, doing podcasts and recording podcasts. On Mondays, you have the waiver wire wish list. On Tuesdays, you have Samuels and Schlanger. On Wednesdays, you have Nate and the Fantasy Fro. On Thursdays, you have the Contributors Pod. On Fridays, it's Samuels and Schlanger again. Uh, Saturdays is what you're listening to now, our DFS pod, and Sundays is our live Twitch with Brian. Did I forget anything, Nate? Nope, you got everyone. All right, perfect. So, Nate, without further ado, go ahead and jump into the results that you and Justin had from last week. All right, like Nick said, last week, Justin and I uh, went against each other with a head-on-head type of competition uh, with each completing a full lineup. Uh, so, last week, he had Matt Stafford with 21.34 points, Kenyon Drake with another, with another uh, you know, Mishap, bad week, 3.5 point or 3.5 points. Miles Gaskins, 9.2. Tyler Boyd, 16.4. Kenny Galladay, 16.2. Isaiah Ford, 8.8. Evan Ingram, 9.5. Alvin Kamara, of course, 20.9. Arizona defense, two points for a total of 107.84. So uh, that's how Justin did. So let's uh, move on to how I did. My lineup actually won me a some money. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, 26.3. Alvin Kamara, 20.9. Devin Singletary, 18.6. DK Metcalf, 17.6. My big winner of the week, OBJ, 38.4. Hunter Renfro, 10.7. Dalton Schultz, 17.2. And uh, my flex is Kenny Galladay at 16.2. And my defense was with uh, the Bengals at five. So that left me with a large lump sum of total. I will get that here. I actually don't have it on my screenshots. But anyway, that's uh, what we did last week. Um, I almost scored 200 total points. So, uh, you know, but between me and Justin last week, if you put a lineup together using those, uh, you probably had a decent week and uh, won yourself a few bucks. Yeah, definitely. You guys did well with that. Uh, the OBJ pick seemed to be on a lot of people's radar last week, which actually caught me by surprise. But I guess it shouldn't have, knowing that how bad Dallas's defense has been. But that's a great play and a great lineup, Nate. Congratulations on winning yourself some bread. Yeah, man, appreciate it. So uh, without further ado, me and Nate are going to do the same thing. We're going to jump in and because uh, it's just the two of us. We're each going to give you guys a lineup that we think may win you some money this week. Uh, so, Nate, go ahead and start us off with your quarterback. All right, guys. Uh, you know, quarterback is a, is a position I like to keep my uh, money low in. And so I'm going with the return of Jimmy Garoppolo this week against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, we know the Miami Dolphins like to hang up points. They've done well, hung with Seattle last week, uh, put up 30-plus point plus points, I think, twice this season. And, you know, this 49ers team needs something. They need a spark. Last week was, uh, you know, not what you expected to see on uh, Sunday Night Football against the Eagles. Um Jimmy G has missed two games now. Uh, he's going to come back in here. He has all of his weapons back. So he has, uh, you know, has Debo, has a more experienced uh, Ayuk, and, of course, George Kittle is back, uh, as long, along with Raheem Mostert to catch a ball in the backfield and whatnot. But the Dolphins have allowed the 31st, so they have allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks 
like I said, Jimmy G, for I need to uh, get a few things clicking here. And uh, like I said, the Dolphins are sneaky. They can put up some points. So I think this is a higher scoring than most people think. I think Jimmy G, uh, you know, has a chance for a three or even four, four, four touchdown type of game. Yeah, I mean, that that's a very interesting take. Uh, I think it's ironic. This team's getting healthy right at the right time, coming off a loss to the Eagles. Um, as an Eagles fan, and I know you're a Niners fan, I didn't see the Eagles winning that game. I'm sure you didn't as well. Um, if, if I'm sorry, if Garoppolo can find Kittle the way Mullins and Beathard did, um, the Miami Dolphins are in for a long day. Uh, but, yeah, I love the pick. And as you said, Garoppolo's on the cheap. He's coming off an injury, so it's probably why he's a little cheaper than weren't sure of his injury status. But I love it. I think Jimmy G can put up some good numbers for you. Four touchdowns, I don't know. But I think the yardage will definitely be there with a deuce on the uh, t- uh, uh, touchdown total. He's a 49ers fan. We can only hope. Yeah, definitely. So, for me, I'm actually kind of a little opposite. I kind of like to find myself a little bit more expensive quarterback. So this week I'm going with Dak Prescott versus New York Giants. He's 7,400 uh, on DraftKings. It, it's kind of hard not to play anybody against the Giants right now. Um, you know, it's a divisional game. Dak consistently has put up numbers in week one, 19 and a half points. In week two, 41.8. In week three, 34.5. And in last week, 45.7. Um, their def- Dallas's defense has been terrible lately. I don't see the Giants putting up great points on them, but because of the, re- the, the reasons that uh, Dallas's defense has been so bad, Prescott has had unbelievable numbers. Um, I could just see it continuing this week against the Giants. This is a get-right game for the Cowboys, I believe. I think their offense comes out and smashes. I think their defense smashes as well. Yeah, Dak Prescott has put up fantastic numbers. He's gone over 38 points twice and uh, nearly 30 to, uh, again after that. Uh, but between those three games, he's, he's killed it. You know, you're spending up a little bit here for quarterback, like Nick said. Um, but you know, it could be worth it if he puts up another 40 point game. My only concern here is, you know, this giants defense is much worse against the run. Um, they've allowed the 15th most fancy points to post running backs and just the fifth fewest against quarterbacks. So Zeke may have himself a game, but if the, you know, the giants kind of sneak in with a few points here, they need to get right game too. Um, they have, haven't, haven't scored over 16 points yet this season. So they need to get going here against the Dallas, uh, uh, secondary, especially a defense that is very poor. So we could see, uh, you know, some points on their end, but, uh, you know, it's, it's never a wrong idea to play Dak Prescott in any week. And that's a, that's a true statement. Yeah, definitely. You got to ride that hot hand. It's, it's, it's hard to not play him or to sit him in any fantasy right now. So Nate, go ahead and give us your first running back. All right, I'm going to spend a few dollars here on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 6.8K uh, there on DraftKings. I'm picking him because they lost Angel, not Los Angeles, Las Vegas, I apologize. Raiders have allowed the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So Clyde here, um, he hasn't, you know, been that fantasy running back you all wanted. He's at least gone, he's double digits in every, in every uh, asset thus far. He's getting plenty of attempts. He's seen over 20 attempts in, in, in two uh, of the four games thus far. But the Vegas Vegas defense is uh, – their secondary is actually okay. You know, they are, their secondary can hang with with uh, with these receivers. But their run defense is so poor. And that's why I think, uh, you know, CEH has a fantastic week here. Uh, they need to get him going. No, don't – you know, this is a, a fantastic team. Don't get me wrong. 
but maybe, you know, use this to get right here with uh, the rookie running back, have himself a fantastic week, really boost that confidence for, uh, you know, some harder matchups that will be coming down later on the stretch. Yeah, um, so I'm kind of going to double up on you here because he was also my first running back, so we'll we'll kick it around a little bit extra on this. Uh, I kind of took him for the same reasons you did, the defense he's going against and the Raiders. They got to get him going. Um, He's had a decent season so far, but he's only had one touchdown. I think he he shatters that this week. I think you could see a three-touchdown game from CEH this week against the Raiders. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Get him involved in that passing game. And this could be, you know, that type of uh, player that you may not want to include because you feel like a lot of players are going to include him. But if you are the one who doesn't and he goes for three touchdowns, you're already that far behind opposed to being level with the rest of the field. Right. That's exactly what happened with me with OBJ last week and a lot of my lineups. But um, another reason that, that really stuck out to me with CEH, CEH this week was the fact that he was only 6,800. I think for a number one it's running a great back, price. Yes, for a number one running back going against the worst rush defense to only be 6,800, I think it's a no-brainer to get Claude Edwards-Elair in your lineups. Yeah, I, you know, we've said it all here. I think he's a staple in most people's lineups this week. So make sure you're on the right side of, you know, where we where Nick saw himself last week and make sure he's in your lineups this week. Yeah, definitely. Go do it, people. Uh, all right, Nate, so give us your second running back since we both had the same running back as our first. All right, so um, here's another surprising value, I believe, here. Todd Gurley, 5,700 here on, uh, on DraftKings. This guy, touchdown Todd, new team, already has four rushing touchdowns and uh, four rushing touchdowns on the season already. Um, he, he's finding the end zone. He has a uh, – they're, they're relying on this guy in, in, in the red zone as they should be with, you know, a, a guy whose name is Touchdown Todd. He's seen over 12 points in at least three of the last four games. He is, uh, you know, that that Falcons uh, defense is really, you know, taking the great game script kind of out of it for him. But they are playing Carolina this week who have allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterback – or running backs, excuse me. So uh, we should, we could see Gurley – you know, he's he sees about 20 touches a game, so you get 20 touches a game against the second-worst run defense in the league. Talk about for a touchdown or two, give him 80-some yards, and there's a nice value there for 5,700 on DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get much rebuttal out of me with it. Uh, I love the, this game. This is that game where I think with the over-under the line, uh, this is going to have a lot of offense in it. I think Gurley could be the product of a two-touchdown game very easily. And as you mentioned, 5,700 for Todd Gurley, a RB1, going against a very soft defense, perhaps maybe one of the worst defenses in the league. I got to love it. All right, so I'm actually going to take the other running back in that game. Mike Davis going against the Falcons for 6,400. He's a little more than Todd Gurley, but... We, we can't understate it enough, or I can't understate it enough, how valuable Mike Davis has been to this team and the numbers he's put up. The last three games, 15.5, 23.1, and 22.1. He's aver- I believe he's averaging six catches per game. And when you're getting that type of production, you see why CMC is such a success in this offense, even though it's under a new coach in Matt Rule. But I think this game is the game of all the offense. Mike Davis, 6,400. He's the RB1. He's probably going to catch anywhere from seven to eight balls, and he has a possibility of sneaking in the end zone twice. Yeah, you're getting no rebuttal here. Fantastic because the PPR value, as you know, DraftKings is a PPR format. He's seen 
eight, nine, and six targets across his first three games that he played thus far this season. On top of the last two games, he saw 13 and 16 attempts. So he's seeing 24, 25-ish attempts per game. And, you know, this team is actually on a two-game win streak, beat the Chargers and the Cardinals, two competent teams. So this team isn't as bad as people think. And Mike Davis really um, has stepped up. He was a waiver wire addition to most redraft in Dynasty Leagues, if we're going to be honest about it. But here we are with a 6400 or right 64 on DraftKings. Yeah, 6400. Yeah, 6400 price tag. And this is an RB1 that is a, you know, pretty much a can't-miss candidate each week. Yeah, I mean, between – your two running backs and my two run the two running backs I selected for this week. We're looking at you're looking at under fourteen thousand in your sa- your allotted salary for DraftKings. That's that's unheard of. It's something to get in your lineup. They're, all four running backs or all three running backs, as we both pick, CH are RB ones going against soft defenses that should have big games. So Nate, go ahead and jump into your first wide receiver for us this week. All right, so I'm going to go with the hot hand here. Um, and I'm going to go with a Bengals receiver named Tyler Boyd. I saw, I figured you saw that coming when I said Bengals, uh, Mm -hmm. over, you know, Joe Burrow is, you know, he's as advertised. He's good. He's a very good quarterback, especially for a rookie doing what he's doing. But, uh, you know, with, uh, with Burrow under center in his last three games, he's seen eight, 13 and eight targets, um, against Baltimore. Baltimore is going to put up points. There's no doubt about that. They're going to have to hang with these guys. And uh, Tyler Boyd is easily, easily Joe Burrow's favorite target. So I wouldn't be surprised for a 10-plus target game. And uh, Cincinnati's actually throwing the ball, the uh, I believe, the second most in the NFL right now. I could be wrong with that stat. But uh, they're throwing the ball a ton, yes. Second most right now, only to Dallas, who's throwing it almost six times more than, than Cincinnati a second. They're throwing the ball 44 times per game. They got to keep up with the Baltimore high powered offense. Uh, you know, this is a, this is a, you know, this is a pick I, I feel very strong about. And uh, Tyler Boyd will be featured in my DFS lineups this week for sure. I, another one I can't give a rebuttal on. I tried squeeze him in my lineup. I, I just liked everything else so much that when I tried squeezing him, I couldn't make it as far as the salary cap, make it work. But I, I agree 100%. He has become the number one receiver on that team. A.J. Green is actually an afterthought now behind Boyd and actually the emergence of T. Higgins. Um, Burrow seems to love those two guys, and it's actually nice to see you know him develop that rapport with those two wide receivers. And I've actually been back in the drama on Tyler Boyd in – redraft in dynasty and as well as in DFS. So I love it, Nate. And as you said, the price tag on him as a wide receiver one is absolutely phenomenal this week. Okay. So my first wide receiver, I actually like to um, make a stack usually with my, in DFS with my quarterback and a receiver. So I'm going with CD lamb. I'm going to ride the hot hand there in Dallas, so to speak. Um, as far as I believe, I think CD lamb has become the uh, wide receiver one on the team. He's had in week one, 10.9, week two, 17.5, week three, 11, six, and last week, 25.2. He's seeing around 80% of the snaps um, per game in, in this offense. I just think he's legit. I think um, that I think the Dallas Cowboys are regretting signing Amari Cooper to that contract. I, I didn't think they expected that CD lamb would play this well, or the fact that they even get CD lamb. Um, and 
Michael Gallup, I, I don't know where he's been, but I think C.D. Lamb is the guy. He's 6000 in DraftKings. It's a great price. Go out, put him in your lineups, um, and just, like I said, ride the hot hand of Dak Prescott, who's throwing the ball over the field, and hope they get into a shootout with the Giants. Yeah, there's, again, I can't really debate this. Anytime you're playing um, a, a Cooper, Cooper or C.D. Lamb, I really can't combat that because of, I just said it, they're throwing the ball 50 times a game. There's, there's, they have to catch these balls. He's seen six, nine, seven, and seven targets through his first four NFL games. He had his first touchdown last week. Not only his first touchdown, he scored two last week uh, in a 79-yard performance. He's already gone over 100 yards once against a Giants defense that's uh, that's pretty light. I, I did say that they are good against the pass, but I think it's only because they're so bad against the run that teams aren't forced to pass against them. Funny how uh, CD, like you said, could arguably be the wide receiver one already in his early career. And again, Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb have a connection going on and, you know, go for it. If you, if for 6,000, I really can't uh, say anything bad about it. Yeah. I mean, I think something that a lot of people ain't saying with CeeDee Lamb is he's averaging seven targets a game. Um, that That's a great amount of target share in an offense that has three legit wide receivers. So I just think that's not being stated enough. And that's somebody who, again, in DFS, he's great, but also try to scoop him up and redraft and in dynasties for sure. So I'm sorry, Nick, go ahead. Were you saying something? No, I wasn't actually. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought, <laughs> I, I thought I, I thought I rudely interrupted you. No, you're so, good. Uh, go ahead and give us your second wide receiver for the week, Nate. All right. Well, I'm going to flip the script and go on the other side of the ball. For that game we just talked about, I'm going Darius Slayton, New York Giants. He is only 4,800 here on uh, DraftKings, and the Dallas defense has allowed the second most fancy points to opposing wide receivers thus far. Slayton has been that wide receiver one for the Giants, if you want to call anyone on that team wide receiver one. He's seen nine, six, seven, seven targets, so he's averaging about seven targets a game. He had a fantastic week one against a very good pit defense. And has been, uh, you know, he has seen the targets, but you know, the receptions haven't been there for the last three weeks. Uh, get Dallas here, very weak defense. We talked about this t- this game several times already thus far. Uh, we can see the Giants put up some points. They need a, a get right game, get that offense going. Daniel Jones needs to start clicking, as we saw he did last year in a few games. He's been far from that this year. But uh, yeah, Darius Slayton has big play potential, 4,800. Trying to hit a home run here uh, to win you some money, and he could uh, very well do that with another. 100-yard, two-touchdown game this week. Okay, so here goes another player that we are going we can speak to in depth because I have him as one of my receivers as well. Uh, 4,800, as you mentioned, you, you stated almost everything. Just something I want to point out. Week one against Pittsburgh, he had 28.2 points. You're talking about probably the best defense in the league that he put up nearly a 30-burger on. Um, as you said, is there really a defined number one receiver on this team? I don't think so, but I do think Slayton – in a, in a game that could be a shootout, Slayton could very easily have you two touchdowns and over 100 yards. Um, you mentioned Dallas' defense is very soft. Uh, there's a reason why we both have him in our lineups. It's something we're both saying, and it's something we're both realizing that the reason why he's a good play. And as you stated, he's 4,800. He's under 5,000. That's a great price to get a wide receiver in your lineup. Yeah, easy enough. We said it all there. Uh, these are the type of players you have to hit on to win some money, and I think Slayton could do that for you this week. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Nate, so go ahead and give us your third receiver since we doubled up on Slayton. All right, here we go. Juju Smith-Schuster, Pittsburgh Steelers star, playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Battle of Pennsylvania this week. Uh, 
you know, what's there to say about this guy? You know, three touchdowns thus far this season, uh, sees the targets, gets a Philadelphia team that is fresh off a much-needed win. The Steelers are undefeated at this point. Uh, had the bye week last week, so everyone's going to be healthy, rejuvenated, ready to play again. And, uh, yeah, he scored three touchdowns in three games thus far. Uh, played the Giants, Denver, and Houston thus far. Eagles aren't a defense to write home about. Uh, their secondary has played above expectations, but we saw last week that, you know, they too are very injury, you know, capable. Darius Slay, uh, their big free agent acquisition went down uh, a few times, uh, struggled with, I believe, cramps and hamstring issues. He did play the majority of the game, but... You know, when you're taking snaps out against a team like big a Big Ben-led team where you have a Juju and a Deontay Johnson, it's not going to end well. And, uh, you know, Juju is, uh, you know, he's a little more expensive here. You're going to spend uh, 6700 on him, still not a crazy amount uh, for a wide receiver, especially a wide receiver one in a very pass-happy, uh, strong offense, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. There's not much argument you're going to get from me on Juju, uh, especially even going against my Eagles. I think he gets open, he gets loose for probably close to 10 catches. I'll say it now. Uh, probably finds the end zone once, and I think 10 catches, 90 yards, and a, and a touchdown is easy for Juju against the Eagles. You mentioned they're coming off of a, um, an unscheduled bye week. The Eagles coming off of a high on, of a win that they shouldn't have got out there in San Fran. So there's not much more to say. And you, What was this price that you said, Nate, 66? 67. 67. 6700 for a wide receiver one on a team that should feast this week is a great acquisition and a great person to plug into your lineup. So for my third receiver, I'm actually going to go to your teammate. I'm going with Debo Samuel versus the Ooh. Dolphins for 5300 Uh We kind of talked about it with Garoppolo. Garoppolo returning. Debo Samuel played last week. He got a little bit of run. I think he had about seven points, fantasy points. Um, I think they want to get this. Kyle Shanahan wants to get this offense going. He He's hopefully fully healthy now between Garoppolo, Mostert, Samuel, and Kittle. Um, he wants to see what exactly weapons he has. And Debo Samuel's always a threat to run the ball out of the backfield as well uh, and bust a 20-yarder or a 30-yarder and possibly for a touchdown. Uh, as I mentioned, he's 5,300. They got a soft matchup going against Miami. Garoppolo's back. Kittle is back. Monster is back. I just think this is a great play. And for the price that you're paying, it seems to be a no-brainer. So, Nate, it's your boy. So you go ahead and give me the scoop on what you think about it. Yeah, 5,300, you really can't go wrong with a guy that they're going to get the ball into his hands no matter what. If this game scripted uh, out to be a run only, you know, run first, uh, you know, game, we call shot. We saw Kyle Shanahan loves to give his wide receivers touches, gives his tight end touches. Brandon Ayuk scored his first touchdown uh, of his career last week, rushing touchdown. And we saw Debo do it several times last year, including the playoffs. He, he scored a touchdown rushing it. So they're just because they maybe you know phased out if it if the Fortnite's are to get a big lead here and they run the ball they're going like you said they're going to want to get this offense going they want to really get things rolling they want to get the ball to Brandon Ayuk a Debo Samuel several times and you know Samuel is a a freak athlete run for uh, yards for the catch monster and uh, yeah don't be surprised if he busts one out this week yeah definitely uh, I'm glad he didn't bust them out against the Eagles so much though all right Nate go ahead and give us your tight end. All right, I'm going to go with a popular pick. He's become more of a popular pick. That's Mo Alley Cox, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you know, tight end there, former football player. He's you know being heavily targeted in the red zone, scoring touchdowns last week. He only had two targets and caught one of them, but just happened to be for a touchdown. 
But the big thing here is he gets the Browns this week, who are god-awful against the tight end. Their linebackers cannot guard a tight end to save their lives. They've allowed the most fancy points to opposing tight ends. And we see this, uh, you know, development between Philip Rivers, and we know what Philip Rivers loves to do with his tight ends. He loves to get them involved, especially in the uh, red zone where he doesn't really have a big-bodied type of, you know, wide receiver to target. And Mo Alleycock, six foot five, two sixty-seven, former basketball player, jumps off the field. I, you know, I won't be surprised if he scores a touchdown again this week, maybe two against this very poor uh, Browns defense. We saw that that Browns offense has scored uh, thirty plus points in three straight games now, so they may come to play, put some points against the Colts. Uh, you know, Colts that will give the Colts more, uh, you know, red zone looks, and therefore Mo Ali Cox will get several, uh, you know, touchdown possibilities. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's a great. Add especially for the price you're getting them at. Uh, Forty two hundred. Forgot to mention that. Uh, that that's fine. I mean that that's dirt. That's cheap, especially at the tight end. Um, and as you mentioned, you know Rivers loves the tight end position. I worried a bit when Doyle came back, but I don't think that's going to hurt uh, mm. Cox's red zone looks. I think Doyle's more the you know work it down the field tight end where Mo Alley Cox is the, the red zone tight end. And as you said, he's a basketball player. He reminds you a lot of the Jimmy Graham types and, and the uh, Tony Gonzalez type uh, tight ends who are just um, the, Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. He's one I forgot. I don't know how I could forget him, but they're the tight ends that, that are, they just eat inside the red zone. Um, they're, they're touchdown monsters and there's not much more to add for, uh, to the Mo Alley Cox pick there, especially like you said, with the price you're getting them at. So for me, my tight end, I'm going with uh, Eric Ebron versus the Eagles this week. He's 4,000 on DraftKings. Um, it's not sexy, I know, but they're playing the Eagles. We all know that the Eagles have been terrible this year against the tight end position. Logan Thomas had two touchdowns. Higby had three touchdowns. Eric Ebron is nowhere near George Kittle, but George Kittle ripped off 15 receptions. Yeah, like um, 45 fantasy points or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Ebron is not on that level, but in a game where I, you know, it's just I could see Ebron scoring a touchdown or two in this game against the Eagles' soft secondary there. Um, as I mentioned, he's 4,000. He's cheap. He's the number one tight end on a team that gets pass happy sometimes, and Big Ben loves his tight end. Um, there's, there's not much more for me to add other than the fact that the, you know, the price and who they're playing, uh, and it kind of allows you to splurge on other positions at, at a 4,000 price tag at tight end. Yeah. The Steelers are, uh, you know, top in the top half of teams in the NFL in terms of, you know, uh, passing attempts per game. Uh, Ebron, like you said, is the wide receiver, not the wide receiver, the tight end one there, uh, saw a touchdown last week in the. Eagles have allowed the third most fancy points to opposing tight end. So like you said, they, uh, struggle against the tight end here. And uh, I, I'm sure, uh, you know, George Kittle's huge performance last week really helped skew those, skew that stat. But still, uh, you know, if you're looking for checkdowns underneath, you know, chunk plays, Eric Ebron is that guy. Help you drive down the field when, uh, you know, maybe a Darius Slaves get on Juju and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, Nate, so go ahead and give us your flex play. All right, I hate to do it, but I'm going James Robinson, $6,700. This Jaguars offense seems to really only flow through him. Um, he has been the surprise of the season thus far. There's no doubt about that. He's, uh, you know, he's put up, uh, 19, 28 and 13 fancy points and back to back to back weeks, you know, gets a Houston offense this week. That is rather, rather poor against the run. A lot of the fourth most fancy points opposing running backs. He's seen the chances. Um, I know this, this, 
this doesn't seem to be the game to do it because the Texans are, you know, they fired Bill O'Brien. The, the team will be motivated. The players are probably ecstatic. Going to really come out and play that they you know show that they didn't want Bill there anymore, and he's gone now. So I think they have a fantastic game and actually run away with this. But James Robinson, not only, uh, you know, is their number one uh, running back, he is one of their top pass uh, pass catchers as well. He's uh, doing well catching the ball out of the backfield, uh, getting yards after the catch. And like I said, this offense really runs through this guy. Um, for an undrafted free agent, that's that's weird to say, but he's seen he's seen four, six, and four targets in the last three games. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago against Miami Thursday night football, he had 83 receiving yards, um, gone over 100 yards rushing once this season against Tennessee, which is not a not a bad bad offense or defense. I excuse me. But, yeah, he's getting steady 100-plus yard total between rushing and receiving each week. And at uh, $6,700 here in a flex position, I really don't think this is a, a, a pick you can go wrong with. No, not at all, especially since I have him as my flex as well. So that's there a we go. double-up. So we had three double-ups in our lineup. I actually like that. It goes to show we're both on the same, wa- same wavelength for that. Um, not much more for me to add. You kind of hit it all. Um Houston's defense is, is not, you know, what it was built to be. Uh, I think Robinson has been phenomenal for the Jaguars this year. Uh, and as you said, they've kind of phased Chris Thompson out as the pass catcher running back as James Robinson does it all. Uh, he's even their goal linebacker, you know what I mean? So I think at that value, you're getting a guy who's probably going to see majority of – well, he will see majority of the snaps, but a high percentage of in Jacksonville against Houston this week. So not much more for me to add. But um, we'll just keep, make note for next week that me and you both had James Robinson, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Darius Slayton. So we'll, we'll see how that goes for us for next week. Uh, so, Nate, go ahead and finish us out with your defense. All right. If you follow me on social media, you know I have a streamable defense of the week uh, series that comes out every Tuesday. So I have to go with my uh, number one pick this week as the Dallas Cowboys, $3,100 here. Only reason being is... Like I said earlier, the Giants have yet to score over 16 points in a game through four weeks. The last two weeks, they've scored only nine points. Uh, we know what Dak Prescott does in that team, and it can really demoralize a team. Um, I think this Cowboys team plays motivated, especially after Dak Prescott threw for five touchdowns and 400-plus yards last week and still lost. I think this defense is a fire lit underneath them, and this is the game to really you know, get things going, You know, shut down this Giants offense as every team has done thus far this season. And uh, you know, get a little motivation under them, and uh, move forward uh, with a uh, you know, a, allowing just a few points as they've opposed a ton all, all season. Yeah, definitely, especially being called out in the mainstream media this week. Uh, it's something we've talked about before when when teams and players get pushed into the into the um, the media realm and. You know, that whether it's positive or negative, you kind of see that reflect in the game the next week. And I, I kind of do – I see the Cowboys coming out and having them, their defense having themselves a game. I mean, Jalen Smith was called out. Demarcus um, Lawrence was called out. Uh, several players were called out by name. Uh, there's a, there was actually talk of Mike Nolan possibly being fired if they don't get it right this week. So I can see Dallas defense just feasted on a New York Giants offense this week. All right, so I'll finish up uh, my lineup with my defense. I'm going to the well, and I'm going with Nate's week one stud pick, the Washington football team versus the L.A. Rams for 2600 on DraftKings. 
Um, I can't say enough about Washington's defense. I actually enjoy watching them, especially now that Chase Young will be back this week against the Rams. Um, what Washington's defense is good at, it's kind of the Bill Belichick um, uh, scheme or mantra, I should say, taking away your best player. If the Washington football team can go and take away Henderson in the run game on the Rams and force Goff into throwing the ball and making them uncomfortable, they could have a field day as far as the sack department's concerned. I actually, I'm going to call it now, this is the upset of the week. The Washington football team will be the Los Angeles Rams. So in my Scrimble Defense of the Week article, the Washington football team is also listed as, as a, a defensive option of the three that I listed. So you got we have two of the three that I uh, stated in that article on this podcast. But yeah, this Washington football team defense is built right. I know they struggled the last few weeks, but they had some great teams, the Cardinals, Browns, and Ravens in there. So... Like I said, like uh, Nick said, week one, they had a surprise there, 15 fancy points uh, for the outing with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Rams have been all over the place. They've, you know, put up big points and they've, you know, laid some eggs. So we don't know what team we're going to see this week, but, you know, get the pressure on Jared Goff, take away, you know, their top receiving options and uh, really focus it on that. And this, uh, like I said, this, this Washington football team is built right. And I like this defense a lot. Yeah, awesome. Uh, okay, Nate, so that about does it for our DFS special for tonight, 10-10. Um, at here at We Know Fantasy, again, you can check us out. We are recording podcasts daily. Go check every podcast out. Great contributors. Check out our articles on the at weknowfantasy.com. Nate, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you specifically. All right, one more time, guys. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. And again, you can find me, Nick, the fantasy mechanic on Instagram at fantasy underscore mechanic or on Twitter at FB mechanic. Thanks again. Good luck with your DFS lineups and go make some bread. All right. Good luck, guys.